Okay, I'm going to describe an album cover to you. Here's the game. Can you name the band and name the album? Here we go. The picture on the album cover is a photograph. It is a street in London with cars parked on either side. At the front of the photograph is a zebra crossing. There are four men walking on the crossing. They are walking in a line. The men are all wearing suits. Three of them have beards and... Wait, I don't need to go on, do I? You know it already, don't you? The band is, of course, the Beatles. And the album is Abbey Road. An absolute fucking classic. Welcome to Green-Eyed English, a podcast for intermediate and higher English speakers. In this episode, I'll be talking about why album covers were so cool in the past. You can use this episode to practice your listening skills, as well as learn new vocabulary, including how to swear naturally. If you want to listen with a transcript, you can visit www.greeneyedenglish.com to download a free learning pack to go with this episode. Also, if you want to improve your reading skills, click the link in the description for my book of short stories for intermediate learners. The book is called A Pencil Drawing and Other English Stories and includes a story about a rock band. That story is called Whisper in My Ear. Okay, let's get back to album covers. My teenage years were the 1990s. The 90s were a fucking cool decade for music. Perhaps the last cool decade for music. Why? Because it was the last decade of pre-internet music. Back then, you learned about bands through word of mouth, which means that friends told each other about bands. This was cool because it made every band special. They were your fucking band. And back then, music was a physical thing. You went to record shops, and picked albums up in your hands. You studied the front cover, opened the case, checked the CD for scratches. Ah, the good old days. Of course, you also had to buy every album, and they were quite expensive. So, my friends and I used to swap albums. We used to buy different albums, then lend them to each other so we could copy them. It was like this. You'd see your friends at school and swap your albums, Then you would have to wait all day until you could listen to it. So at break time or in the car on the drive home, you would hold the album in your hands and study the front cover. You would study every little detail, trying to imagine what the music was like. Front covers were a big part of the album. They were so fucking important to us kids and bands knew this. So they made really fucking cool covers. My all-time favourite band, The Iron Maiden. I remember the day at school when my friend first gave me two Iron Maiden albums to take home. Their front covers were so fucking cool. I remember sitting in my bedroom just staring at the covers. I fell in love with the covers before I fell in love with the music. And I bet many other Iron Maiden fans had the same experience. You see, Iron Maiden were, and still are, famous for their album covers. They have a character that always appears on the covers called Eddie, and Eddie is as famous as the band. Iron Maiden's coolest album cover is for a live album called Live After Death, and on this cover, Eddie 
is bursting out of a grave and is on fire. If you don't know this cover, Google Life After Death front cover right now and prepare to be amazed. Up until the 2000s, album covers were an important part of music. So many iconic album covers were made, covers that almost everybody knows. I've already tested you with an iconic Beatles cover, but let's try a few more. Remember the game? I'll describe the cover, you guess the artist. Bonus points for the album name too. Here we go. Let's start with an easy one. This cover has a naked baby underwater chasing a dollar bill. Right, Nirvana's Nevermind, great album. Okay, this next cover is all black with a blue triangle in the middle. A line of light is going into the triangle on one side and a rainbow is coming out the other side. Know it? Pink Floyd, of course. The album is Dark Side of the Moon. Last one. On this last cover, the singer is wearing a white suit and a black shirt. He's laying down, resting on his elbow, looking at the camera. All right, a bit harder that one, but if you saw it, you'd go, fuck, of course, Michael Jackson, thriller. I could go on, but you get the point. Album covers were the shit. Oh, and by the way, saying something is the shit means it's really good. But be careful to say the. If you just say shit, well, it means the opposite. These days, though, album covers don't matter. Why? Because you never pick up an album in your hands anymore. You just search for it on Spotify or whatever and click play. The art of album covers has died. Don't believe me? Pick an album you like that was released in the last five years and try to picture the cover. I fucking bet you can't do it. This is such a shame though. A big part of music has been killed by the internet. Never again will you have an Abbey Road or a Nevermind. Oh well. So, what's your favourite album cover? Which covers do you think are iconic? Visit greeneyedenglish.com to leave me a message or a comment. Finally, you should also visit greeneyedenglish.com if you are a language learner, because you can download a learning pack for this episode. It has a transcript and a glossary of interesting language. Bye-bye.